0: Hey there, welcome to the RIM Church podcast. We're so glad you found us. The RIM Church is based in San Antonio, Texas, and we believe in loving Jesus, building family, and changing the world. Wherever you find yourself today, we trust that it is not by accident that you're listening to this message, and we believe that God has something to speak to you right where you are. For more information on what we're all about, go ahead and visit us at therim.church or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We hope you enjoy the message.
1: You grab a seat. It's it's such a joy uh, to be with you. If you if you are uh, one of those one of our crew members, one of our family members who kind of slips in like about the second song of the gathering, we're glad you're here. Uh, but you miss our kids doing a phenomenal job. I said like their are kids over here. But hey, guys, could we thank our kids for like like leading us and motions and um uh, in that I was I was watching and uh, I have. Uh, Keller, it's Thanksgiving week. Keller, come here real quick. Um, My my kid shows up to church today in his turkey shirt that says, eat pizza. And I'm like, that is is Thanksgiving week uh, for that. But thanks, bud. You can sit down uh, for those things. But uh, it is Thanksgiving week. Everybody realize that? Like how many of you like on the calendar, Thanksgiving is one of these things like, okay, as soon as July 4th is over, we run to Thanksgiving and it's a big deal. Or are you kind of the person that's like, oh, it's Thanksgiving week? This is sort of like a yellow light that Christmas is right around the corner. All right? How many of you are like we're like Thanksgiving coming after July fourth is us? All right, there's there's one of you. Um and there maybe two. How many of you like Thanksgiving is a yellow light that Christmas is a month away? The vast majority of us, right? So like there there is this and I think even more so this year, it feels like, okay, we oh it's Thanksgiving. Christmas is coming, it's, it's chaotic, it's all of these things, and uh, I even have one of these moments this week of, like, where did, where did Thanksgiving come from uh, outside of, like, I know there are pilgrims and Indians, and that was in our history book, and there was a, the first Thanksgiving and, and all that kind of stuff in American history, um, but started to just go, like, wasn't there something beyond uh, the, the pilgrims and Indians having a feast together? And, and just started just reminding myself and, and reading on the fact that Thanksgiving— uh, was a deeply spiritual practice that God actually instituted with His people when they left the when they left Egypt in the Exodus. And when they started to do that, He actually created a feast. in Jewish history, and it's still today, uh, uh, the nation of Israel, Jewish Jews, practiced the Feast of Tabernacles, which was this this idea that after the harvest season, we would we would actually just pause and we'd thank the Lord for His provision. And this morning, I want to I take a few moments and let's just unpack God's word together and look at the fact of what does it mean to move Thanksgiving from an event to a daily practice? So what, is, what does it actually mean for this not to just be a yellow light on our calendar, but for us to begin to be a people who practices the habit of Thanksgiving? If you, if you read much or you, you look much, we, we understand that Thanksgiving and being able to give thanks there's a couple things for us. It reminds us that everything is a gift. And it also drives our love for the gift and the giver. To be able to wake up every day and begin to process, man, we, I'm above ground today. My body is functioning. That, that the rain and the fog and the mist that soaks everybody coming in and it's still 70 degrees, so you don't know if you want to wear a jacket or you get soaked, like, is a gift from the Lord. That this, this incredible gem, uh, not much of a church uh, gathering space, but becomes a gift to us. That as we are able to sit together with people, it's, it's a gift that the Lord has given us. And so if you, you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to look at Philippians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi, and he's actually writing from a Roman prison at this point. And, and I love how the Apostle Paul writes almost every letter he starts this way. And we're and going to put the passage here up on the screen, and we're going to read it together, verse, verses 3 through 6. But what does it look like? What can we learn from the Apostle Paul? What, what, do we, what do we see as he teaches and models for us what it means to make Thanksgiving a daily practice? Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. I give thanks to my God for every remembrance of you, always praying with joy for all of you in my, my every prayer because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. The very first thing that Paul models for us as he's writing to the church at Philippi, and if you can imagine, short you know, paper papyrus at the times, not in abundance, but he, he takes the moment to begin this letter by giving thanks. The very first thing we see in the practicing of thanksgiving is actually to remember God's past presence. As Paul begins to thank God for every remembrance of you that our worship as, as followers of Jesus is actually anchored in our, our ability and our understanding of how God has moved in the past. That literally to worship starts with thanksgiving. Uh, Pastor Austin started our gathering today with, with, with reading the Psalms. We, we enter his gates, his courts, his presence with thanksgiving. That our ability to worship, our heart's desire to worship actually begins with thanksgiving. And so as we, we think about this, we look at, okay, what has God done like just today? Then what has he done in history? That Literally, that, that God's activity, his presence throughout history provides us both the facts and the encouragement to be able to worship and press on through today. It's really interesting that the Apostle Paul writes this from prison, and he actually ends the letter in Philippians chapter 4. He says, hey, actually, you, you church, you people, followers of Jesus, my brothers and sisters, don't be anxious about anything, but by prayer, and he said, supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Most of the, most of the writers, the, the commentators on, on this passage of Scripture, the book of Philippi, or the book of Philippians, would actually articulate Paul is teaching the church to assume that things are going to get bad. They're actually going to suffer. Things are going to get worse. And he's actually teaching them that as the world gets more chaotic, as as you suffer and as you struggle, in Philippians, the, the next chapter, Philippians chapter 2, he would actually go, hey, Jesus modeled this suffering for us. That the the encouragement and the, the gusto, the strength to move through difficult challenges is actually anchored in our ability and practice to take the time and give thanks for what God has done historically in our lives. And so I I, I think this this um, it's Thanksgiving. Um, oh, most of my grandparents have passed away. I have a grandfather that's uh, in Tifton, Georgia, and yeah, I think he's in Tifton, uh, Georgia. He's a hunter. He lives on a hunting lease most of the time. Comes in. Lives in Tifton. And, uh, but, uh, but I've noticed this, when, when you get to Thanksgiving gatherings, how many of you will, will gather with a grandparent this week? A couple of you, a few of you, most of you, some of you. Okay. Um, so grandparents, let's not throw them in a category, but let's just kind of have an idyllic picture of a grandparent. I, I have noticed there are typically two types of grandparents or people that have, are more mature in their wisdom uh, in life there are those that become more joyful and those that become more senile. True? I mean, you don't have to, like, look at them if you're here with your family. Like, but there are people that become more joyful as they age, and there are people that become more, like, angry with the world. And, and as, as, like, our filter drops, I think we can anchor the truth of who we become and the practice that we develop of giving thanks of where God has shown up because things are going to be hard. Paul reminds the church that as things get hard, we don't have to be anxious. We actually can give thanks because God has shown up time and time again. And here's, here's what I want to do this morning as as we desire to be become a people of practice, not just a people who hear a talk and walk out, I actually want to do the, like, give us space. to Maybe just take a couple moments and go, okay, where has God shown up today? Where has God shown up this week in my life? Maybe if you've got a notes app or a pen or a pad, like, like to actually, like, write down, where has God shown up in your life? as you write those things down, why don't you just turn that back into a prayer of thanksgiving. God, thank you where you showed up here. There's a moment in, in early in our marriage, my wife Lauren and I, we, we lived in Orlando, Florida. We were dirt poor broke. Orlando's not the cheapest city to live in. And uh, I, I, we, we, we had no money. And I had student loans coming due and all that kind of stuff. And out of the blue, a guy called me and said, hey, somebody wanted to pay for uh, you to go to seminary. And I'd already finished my seminary, and he goes, I'm sending a check for this amount to cover your seminary courses. And it was the exact amount that my student loans were. And as we we got that check and we wept, We begin to realize that god was showing up and showing off in our life that that as we've walked through financial challenges or seasons where we didn't know if god was going to actually be there we were always able to look back just in a a time 14 years ago times 10 years ago times two years ago times yesterday where god just showed up and said hey i got it you can press for it So the ability to recognize when God shows off, when he shows up in our life, is where we begin with the practice of thanksgiving. The second thing we see from Philippians chapter one is that we rejoice in present partnerships that we rejoice in present partnerships, that as, the, as we look at the past where God has moved, we also begin to look around and see where God has literally placed people, a community around us, to journey with him. That there are people in this room, as you begin to look around and go, okay, hey, those people are a gift to me. That God actually designed us to need community, that He designed us to help and to spur each other on for good deeds, to love Him, to live on mission that as we struggle, that the community, the church, the other followers of Jesus around us actually are the people that help us carry the burdens. They're actually the people who remind us of the truth of how God has shown up in our past. And they literally, are, their very presence oftentimes are the things that allow us to move forward in following Jesus. And so when we we look at this this piece that as we practice Thanksgiving, we want to begin to rejoice in the people, the present partnership that God has brought to us, that as we look at this, the power of a shared partnership allows us to hear from other people what God is doing in their life, to be reminded what God is doing in our life, and to help us carry the burden. I love how Ronald Rollheiser says this, If out of love and service of others, if our love and service of others does not begin with gratitude, we will end up carrying people's crosses and sending them the bill for it. Has anybody ever like served with someone and then like tried to send them the bill for helping them? Like emotionally, like, hey, (laughs) I helped you, you're gonna like, the ability, the, the willingness to pause and go, you know what? as we serve one another, as Paul thanks the church for their partnership in the gospel, that as we serve one another, let that start in a heart of gratitude of who God has placed around you in this season. I think one of the beautiful things that a church gets to do is, is, is to partner together for uh, God's mission all over the world, but also in every like every home, every apartment, every place. And uh, this morning, I'm actually gonna invite a, a a couple up, to newly married, Uh, Chase, Andrea, you want to bring baby Mackenzie, and y'all come up, Uh, could y'all welcome them as they come, like they're walking with their almost 12-month-old, and we'll, um, Chase and Andrea have an incredible story, been married uh, just about two years, and uh, this is Mackenzie, that's almost 12-month-old, 12 months old uh, and beautiful, and she's kept her hair bow in. Um, every mom knows that, that trick. And so, good morning. How are you, ma'am? Can you say hey to everybody? Perfect. It's beautiful. Jason um, and Andrea uh, reached out and said, hey, look, God's given us a gift. And we want to, one, commit her to the Lord, to to pray over her, but we also want to commit to, like, raising her to love and fear Jesus. And we know that we can't do that alone. Can the church come around us as we dedicate both uh, Mackenzie to the Lord, our parenthood, but also can the church commit to, like, partnering with us that as we participate in this community, that together they would help us raise this little girl to love and fear Jesus? And we start to think about, okay, every person in this room has a has a very unique role and partnership together. And as we, we bring a, a, a family to the Lord and go, okay, Lord, we want to commit to them. We also commit as the body to walk with them and to journey with them that when it's really hard, which will be very hard uh, at times and really joyful that the church is going, hey, we're, we're there with you, that we're going to grab you by the hand and we're going to, take you for coffee when you need coffee, and we're going to give babysitting when there's babysitting, and we're going to volunteer in the nursery, amen to that, Uh, volunteer in the nursery as uh, babies are are coming so that you get a space where you get to just be with the Lord, and so uh, churches, we, we talk about rejoicing and giving thanks and partnership, I think what a great opportunity for us this morning to just kind of, maybe we all stand and just put our hands towards Chase and Andrea, and Mackenzie, and just go, hey, we, we are committing to partner with you. Because partnership was God's idea that as you dedicate this beautiful little girl to the Lord, that we commit to walk with you. To, to journey with you, and we're gonna pray. And here's the, here's what you can pray for. One, uh, if if you want to pray for Andrea, just that as she continues to be a mom who loves and fears Jesus, for strength and courage uh, every single day. For Chase, as he as he leads and becomes a father to this this little girl and in their home, that he would exemplify the heart of our Father. That this little girl would come to love and fear Jesus early in life. That she would walk with him all the days. Of her life if you if you commit to pray that for them would you just kind of like extend your hands towards them and i'm gonna i'm gonna lead us in a time of prayer uh, over them jesus we we as your bride your people we love this idea that we get to partner with you to see your kingdom come in every space and every home and every heart so lord we we pray for andrea as a as a mom who has that brought life, you, you have brought life through her body into the world. God, would you, would you give her grace every single day? Would she be aware of your grace and your mercy? Lord, that there would be just a, a very special and unique bond between this little girl and her mother, that, that Lord, her faith would transfer to her faith, and, Lord, that there would be a, a sweetness to that. For generations to come, there would be a followers, of, a followers of you in the Parker family. Lord, pray for Chase as he leads, guides, serves as, as a father to, to this little girl. That every day he would he'd be fully aware that you are the perfect father, that he gets to walk with you, and he gets to teach this little girl about your heart, about your love, about your character, goodness. Lord, and for this, this little baby. But as she's she's bumbling right now, I I pray that you'd fill her heart full of joy and laughter. That every room that she would walk in, they would see your light and your presence. But that she would learn to love and fear you all the days of her life. Father, that she she would lead others to that truth and that reality. And Jesus, we ask these things in your holy name. Amen. Amen. Church family, you can be seated. Um, uh, Chase and Andrea, because you have plenty of time to read with a newborn, um, I, this is my favorite book, um, uh, Paul David Tripp Parenting. I have to reread it every year uh, to remind me of what it means to transfer the gospel to our children. It helps. Uh, and there's also uh, a coffee date in there so that you can actually sit and read it, maybe, uh, together for that. So, hey, we love you guys. Thank you all for, for just... Committing your baby and your home to the Lord to that. So thanks, guys. Hey, the, the last thing we do is is in a practice of thanksgiving is, is every day we commit to remember God's presence. We we commit to, to rejoice in the present partnership. And the third thing is we declare, we redeclare God's perfect promise. That part of our practice of a people of giving thanks is actually declaring in the lives of others the goodness of God in them. That the the things that we begin to see God do in the hearts of other people, that we're not slow to call those things out and to remind them. That, That when we see that God is at work in this life and in your life and in your life, that we would actually go and we would actually speak that into them. Paul writes in verse 6 here, he goes, He goes, I'm confident of this, I'm sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Um, There are are days every week that every single one of us need to be reminded that God started something in us and he's going to finish it. That, like, like there's nothing that God has ever started that he has not completed. Isn't that crazy? Any of you project people like are that are good to like the last like 30 percent? I'm in that category like I can start anything but the last like that was rough. That was rough. I just saw some people getting called out uh, in the gathering which is okay. It's okay. It's a beautiful thing but like God is not one of those people He's not a being, He's not a king that starts things and goes, "Man, I hope I get this finished, or I get tired of working on it." No, he, he's going to complete it. And the beauty of Thanksgiving and the practice of Thanksgiving is actually reminding each other where we see God at work in each of our lives, because what it actually does in reminding and de- redeclaring God's perfect promise to other people, it actually reminds our heart that God is at work in us and it matures our hearts that we see that every part of our lives exists for others to know the love of Jesus and the power of his resurrection. It actually removes us from like trying to be in the throne room of our life and actually goes, wait, I want to see God work more and more in your heart. So I'm going to call out his goodness. I'm going to remind you of his goodness. And so as we, we, we kind of wrap up this, our time together this morning of just becoming a people who practice Thanksgiving not as an event but daily as an act of our worship, that, that our, our deep-rooted love for Jesus would begin with Thanksgiving and that we remember what he's done in the past and we we actually rejoice in the people that he's put around us and and sometimes they're 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 a beautiful headache and sometimes they're they're glorious and and pulling us out of ditches and and all those things but we begin to rejoice in the partnership we actually take time to declare into each other what God has already perfectly promised that he is going to finish a good work So this morning as as kind of the last last time of our our, our aspect of practice. I want you to just kind of think, is there somebody next to you, somebody you came with? Somebody that's across the room, somebody that's in your community group? And you just go, "I, I want to take a moment, and I want to remind them of what God has already started in them. That he's going to finish it. That you, you would actually speak the words of hope and life that Jesus, our perfect savior, is working in them. Because more times than not, we we often forget that God is actually at work in us. We seem in, in other people. We seem like in other communities but that God is at work in me, and part of our practice of thanksgiving is for us to go, I'm going to remind you. We're going to remind each other that God has already started a great work in you, and he's going to finish it. So actually, I'm going to invite us to take a couple minutes. The practice of our our church family is to take 120 seconds and just go, okay, Lord, what are you saying to me, and what what do I need to do about it? And in that 120 seconds, I'm actually going to invite, like, there's going to be some mad chaos and movement in the room. That's okay. But I'm actually going to invite you to either get up and go walk to somebody. They're not in this room. Just pull out your phone and and send them a text. But actually to go speak those words of life and remind someone, redeclare over someone's life that God's doing a great work in you and he's going to finish it. It's going to be beautiful. You don't feel it right now, but it's going to be beautiful. And I see it. So you take 120 seconds and then you respond based on what God has shared with you. Lord, the tendency of our heart is to turn this story about about you into a story about us. And so God, we just humbly come to you this morning and go this has always been your story you've always shown off you've always been faithful true, good you have led your people to the the greatest of victories and you have walked them through the deepest of valleys and you are the same Lord, you are king over the Middle East. You are king over San Antonio. You are king over history and our future. God, I thank you for the beauty of this church. Lord, the the love, the the unity, the sweetness, the joy, the, the desire to to not just come in and do songs and a message and walk out, but actually to be a people who are partnered together. Lord, as we wrestle to work out our our faith, to understand it, to grow maturity with you, I, I pray that you would you would give us a quickness to go and to declare what you have already said to be true over each other. That we would walk in a, a sureness and a confidence that, that you have begun a good work in each of us. You're going to finish it, but Lord, you, you've, you've started a good work in this community and this, these people, this church family, and Lord, you, you're not finished so, God, we, we declare that you are good. We anchor our love in who you are and thankfulness for who you are. And Jesus, we, we ask these things in your name. Amen. As we uh, we're seeing in just a second, but um, m- most of you know um, that our, our church has been in a season of um, a transition, if you will. And since since last the end of last May of just kind of walking and going, okay, Jesus, uh, what are you wanting to do uh, in the life of our church family? And uh, some incredible people that that have have yes and served this family uh, so faithfully in uh, what was called the Vision Leadership Team and uh, in the season of, of of transition have just walked in and said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna follow Jesus. And we're to walk in this direction, but whatever whatever Jesus says he wants to do in this church, let's be quick to obey it. And uh, that may look very ordinary. That may look very traditional. It may look uh, like something we, we don't know. And so uh, as, as this team had been praying and, and, and meeting, and um, it became very apparent to us that uh, God was not just calling us to hire a, uh, a, a lead pastor that would be kind of Superhuman um, and fix all of our ailments uh, and all of our struggles, but that He was actually calling us to to hire, to 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 bring on, to invite into a space of leadership um, multiple people. And as our, our church family, as as we we kind of move into the season of the end of the year, I, uh, there are a couple of things that that you're going to hear about on uh, December December third. The first of which is. Uh, the Vision Leadership Team has has worked to put together an, an eldership structure, which was one of their 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 challenges, challenges, but also in pursuing Jesus. But the second thing is on December 3rd, um, we're going to be able to share with you one of the one of the families that God has called to lead and serve uh, our RIM family, which is kind of a big deal. Like that's kind of a huge deal. And so on December 3rd um as we gather together in this space uh we're going to be able to celebrate that family will be here and be able to announce and rejoice in what God is doing uh not just now in our church family but as we continue um in this journey of saying God you're doing a new thing nobody knows what that new thing is but we're going to follow you because you you know what it is and that's a, that's a great thing um for that. And so I, I think the, the most appropriate way for us to respond, not just for before we go eat, uh, but also as we celebrate what God is doing in the life of our church family, uh, is that we would actually be able to sing and that we'd be able to shout and we'd be able to just like redeclare over each other God's goodness. Um and then I'm I'm super excited we're gonna we're gonna dismiss out these doors after we sing and we're going to go celebrate baptism together, uh, which is one of the, the fun, like, just exciting things about a family gathering, be able to celebrate immediately the transformation, the work that God's doing in the life of, of an individual in our church family. So you stand. Team, you're amazing. Would you lead us before we go and celebrate baptism together?
0: Thanks so much for listening. We hope that today's message resonated with you. It's our hope that you wouldn't be merely inspired, but that you would actually be transformed by something you heard today. At the Rim Church, we always ask two questions when processing God's Word What is God saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? We encourage you to take a moment, reflect, and then to share with a friend or send us a message. We'd love to hear what God is teaching you and how we can help you take your next step in obedience. Until we meet again, we love you, church.